All right, so you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. Well, let us show you someone just like you. Welcome to the I Am Northbound Podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. Hey, what's up, y'all? How you doing? And welcome to another episode of the I Am Northbound Showcase. Now, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you uh, might have heard me do an episode recently about a music artist who's a good friend of mine who released an experience around her music. Rather than just releasing a new single, she released an experience, and it allowed her to cut through the noise and find you know the listeners that she was wanting for that song, which is really, really cool. And the more I think about this idea, the more I think it's going to be the future of music, or at least the future of being able to stand out, creating creative experiences around your singles that make it way more than just you know a song on Spotify. So I decided to get Sarah on for an episode so she could talk a little about what made her choose to take that path and what went into the decision process of turning her song into an experience. And yeah, it was absolutely awesome. So I don't want to waste any more time given this intro. Let's just get straight into it and hear what Sarah has to say. All right, so we're here today with Sarah Tillman. So if you guys have been listening to the show for a while, you might have heard me talk about on a previous episode uh, about a friend of mine called Sarah who I've known and we met online like how long ago now? It was a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, I think so. Like two years yeah. ago. Yeah. 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 So it was like, that was back in like Northbound Academy days. That was way before it even yeah. became I Am Northbound. So this is how yeah. long we've known each other. So she had released a new song and kind of built like an experience around the song. And uh, it, she was able to use that to leverage uh to, to kind of take listeners away from other people just because of the fact that what she did demanded so much attention. She took a single that could have just been another single in people's feeds and turned it into a unique experience that was kind of leveraged by micro influences to draw attention to it. And because of that, a lot of people got, you know, it, it, it demanded attention. So it's a really cool thing. And when I put that episode out, I actually got quite a few people, like quite a few of you guys messaged me about it saying it helped you um, find inspiration for how you'd release music in the future, building around the concept of an idea and a, uh, an experience rather than just a song. So I figured we'd get Sarah on so she can explain exactly what she did, how it all went down, where it all came from, and uh, hopefully, you know, feel that fire more and give people more inspiration. So first of all, how did you go about, what made you decide to do it this way versus, you know, a traditional single release well i mean in the past i did like a live album release like oh my gosh like three or four years ago and i just put it out like i i did an ep before that album and it was kind of the old way of where like spotify was just starting to emerge more and more and like things were picking up but like you know i didn't really know much about it so released that one ep then when i went to release the album um I was kind of like not knowledgeable at all. I released it and there was like no traction. And just this desire to like want to connect with the fans, connect the music with the fans and actually see some, you know, momentum come from it. That was kind of uh, the driving force behind why we kind of planned out what we did and also just the message of the song. We really wanted to get that across as well. Yeah, I feel like uh, something that was really strong within what you did was finding the message of the song and how it can therefore, you know, if you can find what your music is going to bring to the world, you're able to find the people that need to hear it. And yeah. because you found the, the, the core 
that the, uh, the the core message or resonance in your song or the message that would resonate, I'll say it that way, you, you see, you were able to find or know exactly who you were trying to get the music to. I feel like too many music artists are trying to just get anyone to listen to it. But the, as I, I say this, the more you niche down, the stronger people will respond to it. And I think by finding that in the in the beginning, the absolute core reason, I think that gave you I don't know. It just, it came through so strong in the actual execution of it all that I feel like, did that give you direction along the way? Is that, is that what kind of like helped you shape it or was that something that was more of an afterthought? Yeah. I mean, I would say the, the core message of it was definitely, I mean, I wrote the song. I didn't really have like the core message in my brain, the whole, I mean, like, you know, when you write a song, you have like concepts, you have maybe a story behind it an experience behind it. And I had that behind it for sure when writing it. But like when it came to thinking about releasing, I didn't like think that. But then as I started like sitting on it more, I was like, no, like this is the heart behind the song, like my story in it. And I want to share my story, but also like my story might be something that someone else is like, oh my gosh, yeah, I've had something like that happen to me before. And so it definitely was like the driving force, I would say, with when it came to like planning the marketing, so to speak, and um, how we were going to go about putting it out there into the world. So for people who don't know exactly what you created, it was an experience around the music itself. And it wasn't just, I mean, this is the thing. It's almost like assuming that people are going to think as outside the box as you did. And this is what I'm, I mean, I encourage people to do that. But you built, you didn't just release a single song. There was like so many external factors that all went into the experience of the song. So when people consumed it or, or listened to it, it wasn't just about hearing hearing someone new. They were consuming an experience around it. There were several things chosen to uh, accompany or to um, complement the song. So yeah. could you tell people exactly what the finished product was, like what actually the experience was? And then I guess we'll go back through each of the individual elements and talk about what went into deciding to incorporate them. Yeah, so I think the overall um, experience of the song that my hope was that people would get from it is that um, the song was about cycles and uh, like toxic cycles specifically. Like I myself had gone through a really toxic relationship several years back. Um, and so it was kind of written from that place. And so uh, that desire of like wanting to be with this person, but at the same time, you know, it's not right. And you know that like, there's so much better, but like, it's just this, the tension of the back and forth. Um, and so I think when it came to the experience of the song, I, I wanted it to be like a song of peace and it's kind of like more of a melancholy song, I would say. Um, but at the same time, like I wanted to, just really share the experience in a raw way that I had uh, with a toxic cycle. And uh, so I wanted the song to be able, like people to listen to it and sit and think like, oh man, like maybe I'm going through that kind of cycle right now. Or, oh, I have had that kind of cycle happen in my life. And like, I do have the strength and the ability to pick up the pieces and move on and like break the cycle. That was like a huge part of, um, the song. Uh, the line was like, it's not, um, it's not, I think it was, it's not starting over. It's just like basically like picking up where you left off and just picking yeah. up the pieces and moving on, moving forward. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, from that, a lot of people have issues in the pre-release of a track to get people excited. And I think a lot of people default to announcing announcements of announcements of announcements. I, I call it yeah. like that when <laughs> yeah. people say, hey, everybody, make sure you look on Friday night because I'm going to be telling you about a new announcement that's coming since they're just announcing announcements. It doesn't, nobody cares about that. People care about what they can see in their feed at the moment. And you had a really interesting way of doing that, which was to get the view to get your fan base and listeners involved in the theme of the song to get everyone kind of cognitively aligned on that theme yeah. for when the song dropping. Could you talk more about that and what, what went into that? Yeah. So there were a few different ways we went about doing that. Um, so I knew it could only get so far with just me. Like I have my sphere, but you know, growth happens when we continue extending that sphere and getting other people involved, our fan base. Um, and so I, one of the ideas we had was to make it really relatable and really tangible. I wanted to involve, uh, like you said, like micro influencers, uh, so to speak. And I wanted to, these are people that I personally know, um, friends with, uh, and people that I know, um, have kind of always been around and enjoy my music and support me and stuff. And so I wanted to reach out to people that I know and love and be like, Hey, I want to send you this experience. And so it was just basically everything that I felt would be the best way to experience dreaming. Uh, I sent them in like this little care package. And um, so, yeah, it just listed out all these. And we can, if you have a specific question, we can go into further detail about that. But um, it was just basically like things like coffee, like things like uh, an aromatic kind of incense thing. Um, and then it had this card, like walking them through the steps of the experience mm -hmm. and how to like really experience it to the in the best way possible. Um, and it was all about just like, I wanted to give these people that I know and care about just not just like, hey, listen to my song and can you share it? Like, that's cool and all. But I genuinely wanted to give these people like a moment to just take the weight off their shoulders and just enjoy life for like yeah. five minutes or whatever the length of the song is. But but I think what you also did is it's the it's the I, I, I see it like this. Instead of just telling people to listen to your song, you made your song turn up in a limousine and when it got out you rolled a red carpet down which made everyone go whoa who's that like what's the attention yeah. about that so by doing it that but by, by doing it that way and sending out these care packages to the influencers what do they do straight away they put it they take photos of them doing it going how cool is this look what i'm doing in my life put it on their stories everyone sees it and goes what's that all about i want to know more about that that's the red carpet's being rolled down for that song it must be good and it must be treated with respect and i think yeah. that's the thing i think too many people create songs but then dress them in rags and push them out on the street corner and say, everybody just listen to it. You know what I mean? But it's, if you can yeah. pre-frame around it, that's how you get hype built around it because sure you can't like, I, I, I guess if you told people about this strategy, they would say, well, it's not scalable. You couldn't send out care packages for a free single to everyone. That's not the point, is it? It's, it's to yeah. get it out to the influences that you can, uh, or to the people that are going to put it on their social following that want to support you and do that kind of thing. They build the hype, then you could use their stories to build hype around it and that kind of thing too. So I think it's absolutely genius. So what went into the idea of 
So say someone's out there who has just written a song, right? And they've heard this and like, that's a cool idea, but I don't know where to start. So you found the message. I, I would recommend that, right? Finding the way you want to help people so you know who that it can help, right? Right. But how do you go about pairing things to it? How did, how did that creatively, what made you decide on the things you chose? Not just like you said coffee, not just the type of coffee, but what made you pick coffee in the first place, for example? Um, so, I mean, this song was really personal and real. Uh, and I feel like, just going back to like the vocal performance that I had come out from a long stretch of being told by uh, a producer, like, you're not emotional enough. You're not emotional enough when you sing. And this was the first song I actually recorded coming out of that span of time. And it was like a couple takes, you know, redo a few things, but for the most part, a couple takes and it was the most emotional I felt as a vocalist and the most raw I felt. So, I, uh, and the song was just so stripped down and so simple and, um, like very basic things in the song. So when it came to picking how I wanted people to experience it, um, in my head, like very raw, simplistic things, like moody, dark kind of things were a theme that kept popping up. Um, like you talk about in your book and exercise about, closing your eyes and listening to like a playlist of your songs and that help like colors, visions, stuff like that, that helps, you know, bring out who you are as an artist. And I kind of felt like I did that with this song too. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, close my eyes. What do I feel? Like, what do I see? And so, um, that was a huge like exercise and just finding out like what should be a part of, uh, like this song. So like coffee, like to me, coffee is like, I love coffee the most when it's like kind of still a little bit dark out in the morning and it's really quiet in the house. You don't hear anything. It's just like you and just this peaceful setting. And I felt like the song was very an internal reflection. And that's how I feel when I drink coffee, especially really nice, you know, good beans and stuff like that. And uh, like same thing with the incense, same thing. Um, I think there was, I'm now forgetting what was in the box. <laughs> <But> <laughs> the incense was the same like emotion. There was like a beanie in there. And uh, the song kind of reminded me of like winter and yeah. how like in the cold, you just bundle up, you just hunker down, stay inside and you just enjoy the, a slower pace of life. That's really cool. Cause yeah, it's, I mean, there's there's so much to it that I think is just awesome, and I really re- I feel like what you've touched on here, uh, when we talked about it, you said, oh, it's like kind of like using some of the ideas from the book, and I just kind of yeah. applied them. But you've taken what I've written and turned it into something completely different that I would never have thought of doing this specifically this way. And I think any music artist, no matter what your genre is, could do this to separate themselves to make unique creative experience. And that's it's 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 an, it's an extension of your creativity, right? So so yeah. people who drink that coffee they know exactly how you want them to feel like it's it's not saying go brew a cup of coffee and everyone can just get whatever's in their cupboard you've given them specific kinds and you've even like suggested to people even though they might not you know some people might depending on how their level of fandom they might go out and buy that specific coffee to recreate the experience at home if they didn't get a care package but 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 you've told people how to enjoy the song not at the gym you know what i mean like where it's a totally different (laughs) environment it's when you're at home bundled up and winter if you feel like reflecting this is the song for that and that's what i say to people 
if you tell listeners when to listen to it, you've got the best chance of people listening to it at that time. Yeah. If you want people to listen to it at the gym and you, you promote your album as this is the ultimate gym album, we've created it to, to work out to, you know when they're there, they're probably going to listen to you, right? So it's that kind yeah. of thing. Um, but, but yeah, you've definitely hit on something amazing here to the point where it's so remarkable that I think people won't forget that. If you had just released a song like you have done in the past, like I've done in the past, like that probably the people listening to this have done in the past. I'm, you know, people listening now have released people listening now, sorry, have released songs that just kind of felt like they had a little bit of traction and then just disappeared. And people don't remember them unless they have to consciously consciously remember them, if that makes sense. But yeah. your stuff is so remarkable. I don't think people are gonna forget that anytime soon. And I think that separation is really important. So the last thing I wanted to talk about was the fact the way you got your audience uh talking about the theme and their experiences in the theme to be able to use uh, as social media posts in the lead up, that kind of thing too. Yeah. So what made you decide to do that? And uh, could you explain that a bit for people listening of how you actually got people involved that way? Yeah. Um, what made me decide to do that was, I mean, honestly, just through talking with you, reading your book, almost like being mentored by you in a way. Um you always hit on how important it is, like your message, like your why, like um, how important it is to incorporate in every aspect of everything you do as an artist. And so uh, I definitely had that in mind. My husband and I sat down and we had that in mind as we're sitting there. And um, part of my why is just like overcoming insecurities and overcoming fears. Like it is possible to do the impossible stuff like that. And um, so I think it's so important. Like, you know, I can share my story behind the song all day long in like five posts. I could span it out if I wanted to. But I think when you bring in other people's stories, it becomes even more real and relatable. Yeah. Um, and so that theme of toxic cycles, that goes far beyond a bad relationship and that goes into like insecurities like one girl spoke on like body insecurity and uh self-esteem issues and then another girl spoke on uh just issues with toxicity and relationships with men and just things like that which is similar to the song story but um I just think telling other people's stories goes so far and it it's just this thing of, I think there's something really beautiful about giving someone else the platform to share yes. their experience. Like yeah. there's so much that happens there that I think is beyond what we even like realize is happening there. Like it affects so many people. I think, I think a lot of music artists, I see it this way that they imagine themselves as we know how to you know, we perform, right? We're used to being on stage. Uh, so you get up on stage and you're on stage and the crowd is out there and the crowd is just the crowd. It's one thing called the crowd and you are you on stage. And a yeah. lot of people consider their social media promotion like that or like their new singles like that. I'm the artist, yeah. I create something, I'll throw it out, the crowd listens to it. And it, you shouldn't be looking at it like that. Realistically, it should be like what you've done, which instead of you just being on stage telling your story, which you should do, everyone should do that, of course, but you step down onto the level of the crowd and it becomes like one of those round circle things where you've got a smaller yeah. amount of people there, but people that really connect with you when you see those intimate acoustic shows and promote like that. You didn't just say, here's my story, everyone just listen. You were like, here's my story now, tell me yours. And people in the yeah. crowd, then it builds a community around the theme and makes people build that unbreakable connection. They let out how they feel, you're there understanding them. So their trust level increases with you and therefore they care way more about you as an artist yeah. than in the peripheral of that, people watching who aren't participating in 
the story, but are going through that, seeing what other people are saying and how how you're responding to that, their trust is increasing. And the layer back from them, like the people who aren't affected by it, are looking at you do all that and go, wow, that's really cool that that, that you're helping people in that way. And I think that's the biggest thing people, when they say all the time, like, oh, I just don't know, I like b- about telling my story or stepping out of my comfort zone, like stepping out of your comfort zone is the best thing you can do because like look to what you've done and the response you got for it. Like that anyone, that anyone's capable of doing that if they just yeah. one, figure out who they're trying to help. And secondly, be prepared to just get out there and do it. You know what I mean? It's just those two steps. But I guess that's why, you know, I, I always say the treasures await uh, for those who are ready to take that step because not everyone is ready. But as soon as you do, you realize it's much easier than you think. Yeah. Um, so that's really, really cool. Honestly, this has been so good. And I I feel inspired. I'm, I haven't written a song in like 10 years, but I, I feel like I want to go create an experience around one of my songs. Um, I, I mean, this is the thing back when I released one of my albums, I wrote a book to accompany it to kind of tell the story because it was like a short story. It was, wasn't yeah. very long, but it explained the concept because it was a concept album. But yeah, that's nowhere near what you're doing. Like imagine if I was able to create like an actual experience about it. I actually talked to a music artist recently about um, how she has access to a pretty cool marketing and branding team. And we we're talking about the idea of creating a box, like an actual box that you can sit in that has like a, a laptop on the, out, the outside that uses like MIDI to control lighting and stuff. And you could actually get people on the street with like a really closed off box that has like small writing on it that people, it's really mysterious to line up to get in to experience your new single. And you'd film it with GoPros in there and stuff and put it online. That's amazing. Yeah, but you would make it so that like, for example, if uh, you're meant to, you, it's a, it makes you feel like you're on the, the sea, you, you'd put salt yeah. smells in the air and sounds and that to give the experience and it would be a, a song becomes an experience. I think the idea is huge. And that came from me telling her about what you've done. And so <laughs> the idea is such a cool thing. That's like, I think anyone listening right now is probably feeling really inspired to get out there and do it. But for those that haven't heard the song yet and want to check it out, can you tell them a little bit about you, where, where we can find you, where we can hear, where we can find you and hear the song and anything about what you're doing at the moment? Yeah. So you can find me on Spotify, Instagram, YouTube. We put the music video up on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to do the TikTok thing. I'm working on it. (laughs) It's a difficult road to navigate. (laughs) I'm doing it. I'm getting there. Uh, But uh, the name is Sarah and then Tillman and that's T-I-L. G-H-M-A-N. It's a little tricky one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking to Jason with a Y. I've spent <laughs> yeah, probably yeah. half my life explaining that on the phone to people. <laughs> but anyway, thanks so much for coming on. It's been so much fun to thanks have you on here. And thanks me. for, you know, you're one of the first guests on this show, which is super cool. Oh, I'm so. so honored. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the I Am Northbound podcast. I hope you loved it. Why not check out another episode? I'm sure you can find one right below wherever you found this one. But before you do, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And it would mean the world to me if you could leave a rating and a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on right now. It helps me grow the podcast more than you know. And that way I can help more music artists change lives with their music too.